Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. I am um, constantly in the state of near panic now. Uh, this is my last month here in Los Angeles, and it's weird, man. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're pretty used to just like picking up and going. Um, I don't move all that often. I've done it a couple times in my life, but it's been quite a long time. And 110, know, now... 110 for me. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, this is my first time moving with a wife and kid. And, uh, and to another yeah, country <laughs> and moving to another country and, and the psychic like weight of just everything right now. Like anytime I go anywhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, is this the last time I'm ever going to be here? And then everything in my house that I pick up, I'm like, do I need to pack this now? Or do I need this for the next couple of weeks? What do I do? What do I do? It's like constant. And then there's also like the whole, like, I should be going to see people, but no, no, but that, okay. Uh, well, let me give you Jason's tips for moving <laughs> one. You will be back. Two, you will see these people again, and yeah. uh, and three, a packet, just yeah. fucking packet. Yeah. That, that's, that's it. Kind no, of, those are those are my tips right there. That's kind that of where I'm at now. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. Also, you know, the COVID thing helps because in the back of my mind, I'm also like, I haven't seen this person for a year and a half, anyways. Why start now? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there's a bit of that, and yes, I will be back to see people, and I'm kind of giving up on it. And there's even a there's a more practical reason uh, to not see people at this point because we do have to take a one of those rapid COVID tests before we get on the plane and we have to show that we don't have it. So I need to not be exposed to any, even though I've been, I've been vaccinated. Uh, I need to not have it. Otherwise I don't leave. So exactly. And the Delta variant, you know, is, is out there right now. So just, yeah. just stay the fucking home, stay yeah, the fuck at home, stay the fuck at home <laughs> where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Just do that. So. Pack your shit up and get it out the door. And yes, you will be to these places again. Look, life is long. You are coming back. You have hopefully. family here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, it, it, look, it's longer than you want it to be sometimes. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of uh, how I'm feeling at the moment with this overwhelming sense of everything. So yeah, yeah let's no, get going just, a bit faster. Yeah. And just throw, if you, if you haven't seen it, touched it, liked it, or used it in over, I don't know, a year, throw it away. Don't yeah. spend the money on moving it um, because you can always buy it again and you probably won't need to, <laughs> you exactly. know, that's, yep. that's honestly it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Says the guy who has bought the same things multiple times. Exactly. But I have saved money <laughs> then, you know, cause I used to put the shit in storage. Oh, yeah. that's, you know, that's a, oh, yeah. time that's, that's, a that's a money pit. Yeah. Yep. That's a money pit. Um, I've got a storage locker right now. You know, I've got stuff in there. Um, you have to do the the algebra on is it going to cost more to store it or buy it again? And if they're keepsakes, I mean, basically, I have my gold records in my storage unit right now, which I yeah. don't want to have to rebuy. And a lot of the movie posters I have are signed by you know very famous people. So right. like like I can't replace the Mission Impossible 2 poster that's signed to, to me from John Woo. I can't right. replace that. So <laughs> but I can roll it up and stick it in a tube somewhere and throw it under a bed. I don't need it <laughs> in a frame that's ready to go, but uh yeah, yeah you have to do that that balance yep. and uh, agreed. All of that shit is going to be uh hung lovingly in my garage. That's where it goes. That's where it, that's yes. where it eventually ends up, you know. Yeah. Um, and speaking of keepsakes, we have keepsakes. A, a bit of follow-up here uh, from famous people. Tim Berners-Lee has sold the NFT of his source code for the World Wide Web for $5.4 million. Now, I think you and I both felt like good on him. Take the money. This is an NFT. We don't mind selling for stupid amounts of money. And uh, yeah. it did. <laughs> if you can get money on an NFT, take it because yeah. the people who are buying it or morons. Yes. That's he says he has plans to donate the money to a yet unspecified charitable cause. I would the say Tim Berners-Lee Foundation. Yes. To, to Tim make it your vacation Monaco foundation. foundation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. Uh, the price represents nearly twice the value of Jack's first tweet, 10 times as much as the Disaster Girl meme, but one twelfth of Beeple's collection of 5,000 digital images, to which look, I could argue Beeple, there were 5,000 of those. So. Yeah. 5,000 images in one image, but look, yeah. let, let, let's be honest here. Beeple won the lottery. Oh, I mean, yes, he yes. is he is the Powerball winner. So yeah. 
It, nothing is ever going to come close to it because nobody gives a shit about NFTs anymore except really stupid crypto bros who have too much money and not enough common sense. There's been an uptick in us getting tweeted about that, though. People that are super into it are, of course, trying to make their case and tweeting us examples. And I'm just like, whatever. You want to throw your money away? You throw your money away. You do that. Exactly. Yeah, I don't give a <laughs> shit. I, don't, I, I and... seriously don't give a shit. But there was, a, there was an HTML error in the actual nft that was getting sold and that they fixed and there's a great article on ars technica about well did they did they reissue the nft and if they did then is there an nft that's out there that has the actual the the wrong html code in it and is that now more worth you know is that more expensive now what what's the deal oh my god I, mind blown boo I, I would argue that there being an html error is very on point for the original code for the web exactly <laughs> I, yeah. I, that makes i mean that makes it more authentic as far as i'm concerned I know. we were all hand coding back then there were shit tons of errors <laughs> well that's the thing there were no there were no like you know uh basically they escaped the uh, less than and greater than signs in the mm -hmm. include files I've done and, it myself um, many a time uh well i've never done that <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> silly uh but yeah no it's just it, it's very funny to see that um I have a little bit of follow-up as well. Um, we were talking about, um, oh God, the whole, the whole concept of, this was in our science fiction E section, oh, okay. uh, the concept of multiple universes and are we in a, you know, yes, this the simulation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about, uh, what's his name who wrote Blade Runner and all that, um, how he like went under and had his time dilation thing happen. And I said, mm -hmm. th there were two times that it happened to me. One was when I had a root double root canal on the same day and, and it was in Beverly Hills. So they gave me all the nitrous I wanted <laughs> and yes. then some, and some <laughs> I didn't even want. And it screwed me up. And the other time that I had, it was when I had food poisoning and then ended up spending two weeks in bed watching the big bang theory. Well, Ooh. I had food poisoning again this week. Mm -hmm. which sucks. <laughs> I, I will not, I will not sugarcoat it in any way, shape or form. It just sucks. I was taken down by some bamboo shoots that I bought at the beginning of COVID that were in a can. So you'd think it'd be fine, but no, got me, got me. And, um, I experienced it again. I experienced the crazy, weird fever dream time dilation. But when I was in bed, uh, we had talked on at the library a couple of weeks ago about, was it Ted Chang? Uh, the guy yep. that wrote mm -hmm. the, the short stories. Well, yeah. I was listening to his first collection of short stories on that I had on my iPhone playing while I was in the middle of the fever dreams. Bad oh, idea. That must have been fun. <laughs> oh, bad idea. Really, really bad idea. Because I was living them as I'm hearing them. I had, you know, it, it coming in one ear, coming out all the other orifices with the other stuff. And then just my brain exploded. I'm just like, oh, God, this is so bizarre. And I'd, I'd wake up out of the fever dream and smack my phone. I'm like, shut up, Ted. Shut up, Ted. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> it was a, it was, it's been a weird week, man. It's been a really <laughs> weird week. That's all I got to say. In the news... In the race to unzip billionaires' pants and send the rocket out into space, it uh, looks like uh, Virgin Galactic and Richard Branson's pants are going to win. Uh, he set his date. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> he set Come his on. date for the Spaceship Two Unity's next rocket-powered test flight on July 11th, which is a week <clears throat> before Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin's first tourist flight is scheduled to launch. Thus, you know, uh, giving Bezos sloppy seconds. Apparently, uh, well, they will the be broadcast. Yeah. July mm -hmm. 11th. That's seven eleven. If he, if he does not have this sponsored by Slurpee, I would be amazed. <laughs> so. uh, I don't believe he does. So Virgin will be broadcasting a live stream so you can watch it happen as uh, everywhere, basically. And uh, if the mission succeeds, they will restart ticket sales soon and conduct two additional flights before it starts paid flights next year. So Branson might win the bigger dick or at least the faster dick race, but Bezos is winning the bigger dick PR here. I don't know if you heard, but this was a very good move. It's not, it's no Slurpee, but it's good. Mary Wallace Funk, an 82-year-old pilot who was prevented from becoming an astronaut in the 1960s because of her sex, will join Jeff Bezos on his rocket ship company's first human flight into space. So mm -hmm. nice move there. Yep. Yeah, no, that's good. And also, uh, Jeff Bezos's PR also came out with, Branson may be going first, but we're going deeper. 
seriously. I'm, I'm not No, really? You. you didn't make yeah. that up? No, I oh. didn't make that up. Wow, I was going to give you a round of applause for that one. Nope, I didn't have to. They're going deeper <laughs> into space. So okay. Jeff Bezos is going deeper Jesus with Wally Funk. <laughs> I'm, not, mm. I'm not making that up. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Musk is just masturbating on a couch, apparently. Uh, no, he's smart, man. He's just staying, <laughs> kicking back and going, I make the rockets. I don't ride the rockets because I would like <laughs> to keep I've the money. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you dumb shits get up in your rockets. Let's see which one blows up. I know that there are these, uh, what is it? Uh, unexp- or what is it? Uh, uh, unscheduled rapid uh what the fuck is it's un, uh, like unscheduled rapid uh deconstruction or something like that something basically like the that, shit yes. blows up <laughs> he knows the rockets blow up yes well and uh more uh terrestrial news facebook is testing warnings for users who may have seen harmful extremist content they have two new prompts that pop up <laughs> that should uh, be on every facebook page that you've ever looked at pretty much it's simple it's, it's like the, the fucking gdpr cookie shit now Yes, one pops up uh, aimed at people who may know someone who is falling into extremism. Are you concerned that someone you know is becoming an extremist, it reads? Uh, Too fucking late, I reply. (laughs) Another prompt appears to warn users who may have encountered extremist content on the platform. Violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment, it says. You can take action now to protect yourselves and others, to which I replied, yes, the violent group is Facebook. That is trying to manipulate my anger and disappointment. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So instead of trying to block or ban or remove content, they are throwing up uh, little pop-ups that say, go talk to these people instead. And they're sending people to a group called Life After Hate or other resources, according to CNN. Oh, Jesus Christ. These fucking idiots. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. saw the video, I'm, I'm assuming, of Zuckerberg on his little wakeboard yes, thing with the flag. God. Never yeah. before have I wished I owned a bazooka. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, I mean, the funny part about that is he's out there riding his little thing with his flag. And at the same time, Facebook was blocking the hashtag revolution Um, (laughs) because, you know, we won the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Fourth of July. Fourth of July is for. Exactly. We, you know, sorry, Brits. Fuck off. We won. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, they they banned the hashtag revolution in the middle of the celebration for the revolution, which Zuckerberg was out riding his little twat toy for. So there you go. Yeah. Well, TikTok has decided they need to make some money. Uh, they are being, uh, they're selling their AI now on the open market. The financial times has learned that parent company ByteDance has quietly launched a byte plus division that sells TikTok technology, including the recommendation algorithm, which I believe we have all stated is probably the best recommendation algorithm out there. And in yep. fact, frighteningly so, so, but they all, you can also buy computer vision tech, real time effects and automated translations among other features. So, uh, yeah, I think they basically kind of figured out, well, we've taken the social media thing about as far as we can go with money wise. So let's figure out another way to make some money. And it makes sense. So it's yeah. going to help them compete with other big companies and they're going to turn themselves into a big tech powerhouse with this. Uh, yeah, maybe it makes <laughs> sense. It totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I would do the same thing. It, you know, if, if their uh, revenues are flatlining, then yep. that's the next step. That's the yep. next step to take. And, uh. Yeah, I think YouTube should maybe be a subscriber to that. (laughs) I'm just saying. I I can think of many companies that we use day to day that could probably use a little help from uh, from these fine tuned tools. So (laughs) the AI. Speaking of the AI, Mm -hmm. I want I want to hire George Takai. I think if is he on Cameo? Because if he's if he is, I'm gonna. We need an oh my that's AI. Yeah, AI. Uh, GitHub previews new AI tool that makes coding suggestions. And this is not just autocomplete. This is a new system that will learn your coding style and start filling in blocks of code for you. As well, you hopefully go. they don't go with Tim Berners-Lee and his broken HTML. <laughs> I know. Seriously. <laughs> unescape, 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 please, please unescape. Um, so this is a, like a pilot program right now, but it is called GitHub Copilot, which is great. Uh, they're, they're saying that it's like having a it's, it's like pair programming, but without another human next to you. 
Right. And I, I mean, I love pair programming. Pair, pair programming is awesome. I, I've only done it a couple times. And, you know, I wish this was one of the things that existed when we were working together. Because Instead of just being in the same room and yelling at each other? Exactly. How do you get this <laughs> fucking table to close? <laughs> I can't get this fucking table to close. <laughs> I don't know. But Let's print it out and put it on the door and look through the code. Jesus. Is, that, I literally did more than once. <laughs> that, uh, what was that? What, that was for soccer, right? What was the... I think so. I can't even remember what it was for. I think we were just no, playing no, the yeah. result. I it was, that was the table that was for the, was it uh, World League Soccer or... What was My, what was I the soccer company? Yeah, I can't remember. but I can't but remember. the other the dev that did it the guy the jock guy that we didn't really like that much he mm -hmm. I remember him printing it out and it was one table and it was six feet long of a printout <laughs> to get the homepage of just one table. And I'm yep. just like, bravo, bravo. <laughs> You win today. We have peak table. <laughs> oh my god, that was bad. But uh, uh, yeah, and uh, GitHub does plan to launch commercial product based on GitHub Copilot. Uh, it currently works best with Python, JavaScript, TypeScript, Ruby, and Go. Uh, it, look, here's the deal: anything to make typing JavaScript easier. Fine, I'm <laughs> I'm with you because that is the worst language in the history of the fucking world. Fuck you, Brendan Ike. I'm using your browser, but begrudgingly. But <laughs> God damn you. Right. <sighs> well, the FTC is also continuing its resurgence into actually doing something. They've charged Broadcom with illegally monopolizing the chip industry. So I guess they've been doing that. This is for broadband and TV chips, including Wi-Fi parts. They are claiming that the Broadcom stuck exclu struck exclusive deals with vendors and service providers that prevented them from buying chips from rival suppliers. Yeah. They've also accused that. them of it. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> Uh, of obtaining exclusivity and loyalty commitments. I wonder if they had a Broadcom loyalty card that you could, uh, you know, get <laughs> points for and uh, cash those in on subscriptions to magazines that still exist. Uh, maybe that's what their plan is. I don't know. It could be. Uh, could be. <laughs> so there you go. They have a proposed action that would forbid them from basically doing the shit that they were doing, which you know, makes sense. <laughs> okay. What's a, is there a fine? <clears throat> no mention of a fine. Just okay. knock it off, guys. Knock hey, it yeah. off. We can't ask too much from the FTC. Why is, Why would we? No, of course not. Hey, hey, look, this is still better than Ajit Pai's reign. <laughs> come on. Anything. At, anything. Least he, at least they're saying, come on, guys, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a crypto pump and dump scheme. Uh, now, a lot of this isn't even English to me because I don't understand any of this stuff. So Decrypt notes that Fazi, or FaZe, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, has punished four players on its esports team for alleged involvement in pump and dump scheme involving the Save the Kids cryptocurrency project. <laughs> At least it's not cars for kid. <laughs> I don't I hope they have a jingle. The esports team suspended Jarvis, uh, Nikon, and Tigo and has permanently removed K from the organization. Save the Kids, aka Kids. <laughs> Way to go, marketing department. <laughs> yeah, it was pitched as a charity that would donate 1% of each transaction fee, which itself is 3% of the total transaction, to a child-oriented foundation. The creators got influencers at Fazi. I'm just going to say it that phase. way because I like I, it. I'm, I like Fazi better. <laughs> <laughs> Fazi to the bear. Waka waka. Waka To promote waka. kids ahead of its launch in early June, only to watch as the price crashed by almost 90%. And this isn't even the first time that this group has faced accusations of joining in on scams. They've done it before. They were paid to promote another coin, Bank Social, in May, only to sell shortly before exiting the partnership. Ah, way to go, Fuzzy! Waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the uh, final article I have is The Cost of Robin Hood's Success uh, from Slate, which is a really, really really great article that basically said Robin Hood uh, has agreed to pay the largest fine in the history of the financial industry regulatory authority, $70 million, which should have been you know, 700 should have been yeah, add a zero. It's always add a zero with these fines. Yep. Uh, on Thursday, they also filed to go public, which will raise billions. Oh, there's those extra zeros of dollars to make the company's founders and inner circle wildly rich. And as yep. the article points out, and this really gets into it, and if you're using Robinhood or think these things are a good idea, you need to read this whole article. Uh, these two events are related. There is no such thing as a fine for not caring at all about your users while you pursue growth as quickly as possible. But that's what they're doing. 
And that's the problem, and that's why they got fined, and it needed more more zeros at the end of that, because all they did is make a shit ton of money by going public, and they can pay that fine with, like we always say, the coffee money. Yep, yep. Did, did we ever find out how much they paid to the family of the guy that killed himself? Uh, I don't know if that was ever made public or not. I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. Uh, so. That $70 million should have been to that family. And then seven hundred million should have been back to everybody yes. else. But yeah, and they get into how Robinhood actually makes money. And if you think that you uh, are the actual uh, customer by nope, signing up and trading, product. you are not. You are the product, and it really does a pretty good deep dive in getting into how and why, and why you should not be using Robinhood. Yep, I don't use Robinhood. I never will use Robinhood. I I use E-Trade for all my trades. Which there somebody will probably write in and tell me that they're the fucking devil too, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, uh, preemptive on the tweets here. Uh, we understand that every company sucks to some degree. This is like the browser. Yeah. As soon as we mention a browser, all we do is start getting tweets about how every browser that we mention sucks to some degree. Yeah, they all suck. Pick and choose. Yeah, except if you're not on, if you're on Firefox, then all the <laughs> Firefox employees will tell us that how great Firefox is. Thank you. <laughs> Dumb shits. <laughs> Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and it's time to fuel up with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This may supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless nutritious choices spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to GOG.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's GOG.show slash VPN. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in 
every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Media Candy. So because I've been packing, I have not been able to really sit down and watch anything. Um, I'm not even sure if there's anything I wanted to watch, although I'm looking over at your list and there's a couple things in there. But uh, I've been powering through uh, as soon as I basically I finish for the night. I, I give myself a, a 22 and a half minute treat before going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> talk about be, talk about adulting there. I, I am living the life, Jason. Day for me. <laughs> I am living the life and all should be jealous. Uh, so I've been powering through Star Wars Rebels, and I have to say it's very enjoyable. This is this is if this were live action, this might be my favorite Star Wars thing ever done. It's not; it's a cartoon, and it has cartoony elements, but it is very good, uh, very well thought out, and I can see where a lot of the Mandalorian came from um, and David Filoni's style, definitely. So, uh, really liking it. It's it's good. There's four seasons, and I've I've worked through three of them already, and and it's good stuff. So I thought this was I'll, new. How are there four seasons? This has been out for a Star while. Star Wars. No, there's uh, the other, the show that you're thinking of is a different one. Uh, I can't even recall what it's called right now, but uh, <laughs> this is an older one. This is, oh, this okay. was after Clone Wars uh, and be, Oh, the bad batch is. The yeah. That, oh, that was the yeah. one. That, that's the yeah. new one. Okay. That's the new one. So. Yeah. Cause you said it was ba- like where you saw the Mandalorian from. I'm like, I thought this came out after that, but yeah, no, this, the is, bad batch. this is pre Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. Pre DeLorean. That's right. Pre-cocaine in the wheel. Oh, God. Cocaine. I miss you. I'm old. Never mind. Yes, we're adulting now. Those days (laughs) are long gone. (laughs) I I can barely walk up three steps. Cocaine. The only way to work through HTML tables that are printed out. Exactly. (laughs) How the web was built. Uh, One eight ball at a time. Uh, I can barely walk up steps without a heart attack. I don't need any help now. Um, so Bosch, uh, I saw on TV the other day that they were coming out with their final season, uh, yes. season seven. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, and then I realized, wait, I haven't watched, watched Bosch since season three. Um, <laughs> so I'm probably part of the problem here. The, yeah. the issue was back in the day, I was reading all the novels at the same time as the, when the show came out. And then that season that came out season three, uh, I'm like, oh, I've seen because they they merge two novels together in each season. And I'm like, I just read both of those books. So I'm like, I don't want to watch this because I know how it ends and whatever. So I'm going to give it some breathing room. Well, I Mm -hmm. gave it like seven years breathing room. And now now, um, they're on their final season. So I've I've started to go back and I've forgotten all the novels. And I went back and watched those seasons. I'm up to season five right now. And... um, because here, here's the deal. All of the stuff that's here on my list this week is thank you, food poisoning, and, and fuck you, bamboo <laughs> right. shoots. Because um, uh, I have not been able to get more than seven feet away from a bathroom at any time this week. But You um, you and my mom can sit and have long discussions about Bosch because she reads the books as well and she is catching up on the show and absolutely loves it. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I've heard it's very good. Uh, There's some Star Trek crossover as well, which I kind of like. You got Jerry Ryan and Linda Park have both been on the show for extended stints, apparently. So, yeah, very cool. I don't. Well, maybe that's in the maybe that was in the previous seasons. I haven't seen Jerry Ryan in well, not in the stuff that I've been watching at all. So I know Linda Park is in the current ones because I follow her on the on the IG and she's always posting about it. Who's Linda Park again? She was from Enterprise. Oh, I didn't watch Enterprise. That was the one I didn't watch. So, um, but here's the deal: the cast is stellar, no matter right. what. Um, Titus Welliver is just awesome. I love that fucking guy. Um, and yeah, I mean, seriously, it's one of those se- series that I 
I'm sad that it's gone, but I'm glad that it brought me back to it, at least for the, you know, the 10 episodes per season that I get out of it. So that's my evening that it, I don't have 22 minutes. I have two and a half episodes a night. Right. <laughs> so, and uh, the mole has finally come to Netflix. Right. This was uh, it, it was a reality series that uh, was hosted. It was hosted by um, Anderson Cooper. That, that's mm -hmm. where I was going. Anderson Cooper. This was in between the time, but this was really before he became Anderson Cooper. He was um, a war reporter. If you remember, his brother killed himself, and then he mm -hmm. like dove into doing uh, really heavy duty. Uh, war reporting like in Myanmar and Vietnam and all the shit like back then. And uh, somebody, it, there was a, it, it was a story about how they had him pull over. Like he had the driver pull over at the side of the road because there were like five bodies there. And he was taking pictures of this woman's hand whose skin was peeling off like a glove, as it says. And um, he just wanted it with his little snapshot camera. And then somebody in the truck said, dude, you need to, like take a break because you are so desensitized to the shit right now. It's ridiculous. Right. So he took a break, went uh, back to normal news. And in between that, um, the mole came out and he was the host of it and he was a great host. And the mole is a great show because it's one of those shows where it's like, okay, we got 10 people. One of them is a traitor to the entire group. And it's really fun. They, they go all over the world. It's, it's a really well done show on a pretty tight budget. You know, it wasn't big money back then. I can see them doing it now and making it like huge. But uh, we're watching the first season because we we forgot we watched it back then, but we forgot who the fucking mole is because we're old and brains don't work anymore. I highly recommend it. The first two seasons are on Netflix. It's, you know, four, three aspect ratio. It's not great looking, uh, <laughs> but it's still really fun. And this is um, he, uh, Anderson Cooper did the first two seasons and then he left because 9-11 happened and then he went to CNN and became Anderson Cooper. So it's a fun show. It's a really fun show. Cool. And uh, a huge shout out to every single listener who has talked about the missing crypto queen. Um, I I went and I did the, the Lazarus group one uh, mm -hmm. Before I did the missing crypto queen, and I thought that was um, fucking amazing. Then I started listening to the missing crypto queen. Have you started listening to it yet? I have not. It is on my my list of things I can do when I don't have to pay attention to anything else. Holy <laughs> fuck, nugget! It is right. hands down just fucking amazing. I mean, it's amazing. And yes, it it is a quote unquote a podcast, but they say it is a BBC audio documentary production. You know, there you go. So it's a rerun. The, that they repurposed because BBC audio is, you know, top notch. Um, it's the NPR of England, England, as you will. So, <laughs> um, but shit, it's good. I mean, it's really fucking good. And the story is amazing. So, uh, uh, Brian, yeah, add that to your queue. Will do. And the BBC always does better music beds than NPR, which is always uh, yeah. using yeah. mallets oh, for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. The missing, uh, um, Shit, what is it? Is it that show? No, it's not that show. I was listening to another show. Oh, God, I, maybe it is The Missing Crypto Queen. No, I, God, I'm getting so confused because I listen to so many podcasts. There's one show that has like the prog orchestra or whatever doing actual music for it that nice. really works. It might be this. Um, but I'm going to have to dig that up. I'm just, like I said, fever dreams, brain is fogged as fuck this week. Um, there's another podcast I want to talk about called here in LA by Tony Pierce here in LA, H E A R in LA. Right. Um, he's only got one episode out so far. Tony Pierce was kind of my, our well, for MetBlog. Like we ran MetBlogs and blogging LA back in the day. You remember that, mm -hmm. Brian? Mm -hmm. Um, back when I was a, a blogging mogul long before <clears throat> fucking Huffington, um, <laughs> Tony ran LAist at that time. And he has been doing L.A. just journalism like nobody's business since then. He's he's like the go-to guy for L.A. journalism. He worked at the right. L.A. Times for a while. He's done a, a ton of stuff. So he, he's jumped into the podcast world. And uh, the first episode is with this club girl turned uh, – uh, I think she's a booker for reality TV now. Her name's Lenora Claire. She used to go to all the same clubs that we used to go to. You would you, you would totally remember her. 
Brian. She looks familiar. <laughs> you, you you totally would remember her. I remember okay. her. I've got I've got tons of photos of her from different art events that we went to together. You know, um, great story, great story. And uh, Tony sent me the next episode, and it is a fucking blockbuster. Um, yeah. But Tony is going to two hundred and fifty of the two hundred and fifty plus uh, neighborhoods in L.A., and he's got it planned out over the next seven years. Okay, so. Oh. It, I mean, he's he's like gone balls deep in this one, and it's awesome. So definitely go check it out. The link is in the show notes. It, it's at Anchor right now, but I've had a I had a long conversation with Tony this weekend, and we're going to fix that for him. <laughs> so he's not going to be at Anchor very long. Um, but uh, where it is right now, go check out Anchor.fm/slash Tony Dash Pierce. It's in the in the notes, but uh, it's a it's an amazing show. Cool. And uh, have you been watching Loki? No. Um- you know how I feel about the superhero stuff, but people are telling me that this is worth watching. Yeah, you you didn't watch the other superhero Wanda, no. Wanda, yeah. No. You didn't? Okay. Nope. <laughs> well, I think this is better than Wanda. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm like a Tom Hiddleston like super fan. So, I and I'm also a Loki super fan just in general because my love for the uh, you know, the bad boy. Yeah, that's me. Um, it's it, it's fucking. Jason's amazing. heart goes pitter pat anytime anybody rides by on a motorcycle with a leather jacket. No, I don't. I'm just like turn that fucking thing <laughs> off. That's too loud. Um, but uh, Loki is amazing. It's it's just flat out amazing. Four episodes in. Next episode drops uh, the day the show drops. So um, anybody that's been watching it will be like, oh yeah, we're watching. <laughs> um, <laughs> Owen Wilson is awesome in it. Uh, it, it's really, it, Brian, it's worth the watch. It really All right. is. All right. It, well, it's I've nothing. It's Disney plus. So it is, it is available nothing you'd ever expect. It's not even that superhero. -y, you know, okay. it's just really cool. It, how they figured out how to do this. Cause Loki's dead in, you know, the, MCU. in these movies, nobody's dead. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The the doorway to heaven is a revolving door in the yes. MCU. So, but but watch it, man. I'm trust me. It's funny. It's short. It 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 hits your 22 minute mark. So it's really <laughs> okay. fun. Even the credits at the end, I'm like I'm like, why is this 40 some minute? Oh, the credits at the end are eight minutes long. Right. Because because what they do is they play the credits at normal speed, where you can actually read who built the show. Which How old school? I I love I love that they do that. Anyway, what I also love is Quentin Tarantino has bought the L.A. Vista Theater. You know this All theater? Right. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's right next to the Branch Davidian building uh, over there <laughs> in, in Silver Lake. Because uh, he bought the Beverly Glen, and that's been doing well for him. But now he's bought the L.A. Vista. And uh, I'm very happy about this. because It's a nice theater. I remember it. I've, I've, I've seen a movie there. I've never been in, in it. I've never mm -hmm. been in it. I've been in the Branch Davidian building because I almost rented David Koresh's office for my first ISP. <laughs> they just couldn't get the phone lines jacked in. The price was right, but they couldn't get us enough uh, um, twisted pairs in there. We needed to do a T1. And so we needed like, you know, a, a, a group of 12 twisted pairs run into there and they couldn't do it. But it was like 800 bucks a month to get literally David Koresh's office in the Branch Davidian building to be our ISP. And we wanted it so bad. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, good on Quentin. I'm happy about that. Ups and doodads. I am continuing to order stuff that I may or may not need in, term, in time for the move. And I realized I didn't have another USB uh, flat wall charger. So I ordered the NECMIT dual port ultra thin flat USB wall charger with smart IC from Amazon. Um, does what it says on the tin. Pretty nice looking. It's white, so it fits in with everything and you barely even see it. And uh, until I can actually replace all my outlets with the ones that have the built-in USB chargers, this is fantastic. So does the job. I also wanted to make sure I had enough charging cables for everything around. So I ordered a multi-USB fast charging cable, Arspurd 413A charger cord connector with dual phone Type-C micro USB universal port adapter compatible with cell phones, tablets, and more. Four-foot two-pack. So I've got a bunch of these cables <laughs> sitting around that can charge... Absolutely anything that I need to have charged. So I feel like my charging game is now on point. Okay. Uh, why, did you go with, why didn't you go with uh, uh, one of the super fast chargers? 
Uh, I wanted the one with all the connections because I have like some weird shit that uses micro USB universal, like the sound machine for my kid and all this other stuff. So this, this okay. is a, a good middle of the road solution that charges absolutely everything. So I never have to go to my bag to find a fucking charging cable for the right thing. Okay. It says it has smart IC. So we'll see. Cause I have the, uh, the anchor, uh, super mm-hmm. plugs and they yeah. work, they definitely work a lot faster, but what I found is, um, I don't need them to work that much faster because I plug well, them in at night. <laughs> I go to bed. That's kind of the thing for me. This is more uh, convenience over speed. Mm-hmm. I don't need the speed either. I'm never sitting there going, come on, bitch, charge. Things are always just sitting for a long time. So, <laughs> Yeah, I do have to say, though, that I've started using, uh, remember I bought all those Anchor, um, uh, was it Qi charging pads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wire, I gave you the, one when yeah. I sold you the phone. Yep, um, and it never worked for shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it works it worked great for me. I don't know what you were doing. Maybe your case was too thick, but uh, yeah. I've got them. I, I, I just put them back around the house. They work great. I just yeah. throw a phone on when I'm in a room and just let it go. If I'm cooking, I'll just slap it on there and I'm always charged. That's why I don't need those like superchargers anymore. Right. And Nick wrote in, I'm sure you'll have seen this, but in case you haven't, here's a story about how companies really should check out the connotations of works before they happily register their names. And this is a uh, company, uh, of course, it's a crypto term that is also a UK term for child rapists. Nonce. Yeah. Nonce. Don't don't name your finance company after a slang term for a child rapist. Bad idea. Uh, That's weird because nonce was also another... Um, it's a one-time usage type of thing. I mean, that was, that's a programmatical term. So I, I, I never heard it used as anything other than. you're not British. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It says in this article too, that pop star Phil Collins has been fooled by producers into wearing a t-shirt emblazoned with a fake anti-pedophilia slagan nonsense. (laughs) I actually kind of want that shirt. Okay. Well, put a link in the show notes where we can buy it. Um, I, 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 that's just so weird that nonce is a child rapist term. I don't get it. I really don't. Um, I guess well, depends on where you live. Fuck, I don't know. Many, many things do. Oh God. What, what, what did, what did Elon Musk call that guy? He just called him a pedo, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. he's South African. He's not British. Exactly. In South Africa, <laughs> pedo just means weirdo. <laughs> it means guy guy who wants to go to space. Duh. <laughs> okay, next. Moron of the week. Brian, we have a new law in Norway that mandates social media influencers disclose photo editing. How do you think that's going to work out? Uh, nobody's going to do it, but I like the idea. I'm down for it. I, I think you have to hashtag your shit if it's a paid ad. I think you should have to hashtag your shit if you've uh, if you've like removed ten pounds of cellulite or made your boobs bigger or whatever. Yeah, I'm down uh, with but, it. But but do you have to do that if it's not an ad for weight loss? If if it's if just it's just some, your own thing. If hmm. it's just some dude on a beach and you want to add some abs, does it really matter if it's just like tagged with a you know a stupid slogan that says? Live your dreams, you know, some shit like that. Does it really matter? <laughs> no, I think it only matters if you're actually making money or attempting to deceive the public. Weight loss programs, all that sort of stuff. Who the fuck's going to enforce this? The internet police? No the Norwegian yeah, the internet, internet police. police. Are they going yes. to enforce it? Well, they've been hiring up. <laughs> no, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've heard of. We tried to have that here. The FTC tried to do shit like this. I'm sorry, every single photo that comes out of your camera that goes on the internet has been edited in some way, shape, or form, deceptively or not. If this is advertising, it should have been run through the their version of the Federal Trade Commission because then it would have been false advertising. But if it's fucking for influencers, just know that it's bullshit to begin with because influencers have nothing new to say. So fuck them, fuck Norway, fuck the whole lot of them. There go our Norwegian listeners. All two of them. Look, man, we're we're big in with the Swedes. I'm sorry. I don't I have not gotten an email from a single Norwegian listener, have you? You will now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Rock on. Security? Ha! 
Dave Bittner is back again. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. And finally, he's the co-host of Recorded Future, where he takes you inside the world of cyber threat intelligence. Welcome back, Dave. Hello. Hello. Good to be back. Happy uh, post 4th of July and all that good stuff. Yeah. We, my, we, um, my dog survived once again this year, <laughs> despite his thinking he would not. So I, I either now know a lot more dog owners than I ever once did on social media, or the tide against uh, fireworks has changed because all I saw for the week leading up into the Fourth of July was, I hate all you people that launch fireworks. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Posted everywhere. So uh, I, for one, enjoy fireworks. Uh, lit off some with my son. It's it's technically going to probably be my last 4th of July in the United States. So I figured go out with a bang. Turncoat. Still have all my, fin- yeah. have all my fingers. All good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, we got the dog high this year. So that mm. helped a lot. Did you ah, do the CBD <laughs> treats? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Actually, THC. Yeah. So, oh, uh, you got him stoned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just gave him a half Did he just sit there a, staring little... at his paw in the corner? Yeah, the whole, pretty whole much. Yeah. The colors. So for a little while, the he, colors. he stood at the doorway to our, uh, our, our screened-in deck and just kind of stood there and stared outside while things were – we could hear them. We couldn't see any from our house. We could hear a lot of them. And, but he was remarkably chill, and he is a very excitable dog, so – uh, it seems like we we dialed in a good dose for him, where he wasn't stumbling around or anything. But he he was he was you know just kind of chilling, and so nice to have. That's that nice. Dialed uh, in for it the sounds future. like you were yeah. definitely in kind of a more laid back area where it wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah. Los Angeles was a war zone. I mean, <laughs> I, saw, it's, uh, I saw an aerial it, video, and it did look like a war it's, zone. <laughs> it, it's as if illegal fireworks were on sale at Costco for the last two months. That's <laughs> right. It was fucking insane. I, I don't know. I've personally have never bought. I, I can't say I've never bought. When you were a kid, you know, getting a hold of those uh, firecrackers. Those what are they? What were they called? M, I mean, it's M, it's M80s. the whole reason to stop at south M80s. of the border. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting a hold of an M80 made you the big kid on on campus during recess. Yeah. You know, so that was. But uh, as an adult, I've never bought any of these launch into fucking space beat Jeff Bezos rockets that everybody had. <laughs> right. Right. They so. look like a wily e. Coyote device. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the names of some of them are very much like Acme Fuck You Up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of a it was a strange thing because my son, you know, we kept him up way past his bedtime just to be able to launch our safe and sane fireworks. And uh, as we drove through Los Angeles from my mother's house in Orange County to our place in Santa Monica, I mean, it was like am I on a road in Iraq somewhere? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah. It was just nonstop. The car would shake because so many people were shooting them off near freeways um, because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, less houses to burn down. So, well, they have um, an audience. So <laughs> it was, it was pretty, it was pretty intense. Yeah. We saw some video from near us in ocean city, Maryland, where evidently the truck full of, fireworks for their display went off early um yes in the truck in the morning (laughs) in the truck in the morning and so no fireworks celebration for ocean city maryland that that year no boom for you Mm -mm. (laughs) well Mm -mm. one big boom but no little booms. yeah uh what a nightmare yeah, we had uh, we had an illegal fireworks arrest early in the week that they tried to do a quote unquote scheduled demolition of that blew up half the neighborhood. Uh, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it was oh bad. My goodness. And yeah. the, the funny thing is, the guy got arrested and he got out on five hundred thousand bond, five hundred thousand dollars bond, and within ten minutes, ATF came and arrested him again. <laughs> oh jeez! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he had thirty thousand well, pounds of fireworks in his backyard that he would he would drive to Nevada and buy and bring back in like moving <laughs> trucks. Well, I mean that's you know, it's a single consumer's use on on, on the fourth of July. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Apparently what yeah. stays in there, what happens in Nevada does not stay in Nevada. <laughs> I guess so. Wow. Stop at the border. Um so uh, before we dig into stories this week, I have to share that there is something that I am indeed grumpy about, and Ooh, there has to uh, do motivation for a new song from one of our listeners. All right, there you go, Brian. Let's beatbox. Well, my name is Dave, and I'm here to say that there's something making me very grumpy today. All right, so. 
Last week, uh, I noticed that I could no longer connect to any of my smart devices in my home through my smart app on my I, I use the smart things app on my phone mm-hmm. yeah and as we have discussed here many times i have many things in my house that are connected to this so i have my smoke alarms i have my water sensor for my hot water heater i have doors i have a thing on the liquor cabinet although since scott moved out that's not as really as big a deal as it used to be <laughs> um so all sorts of things all over the house light bulbs connected yeah Mm-hmm. And they all went missing uh, <laughs> earlier this week. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's strange. So I look and they pushed a software update. And, oh, great. You know, sort of typical. So I couldn't d- – d- uh, despite uh, trying everything, I could not get the, to see anything. I couldn't, I couldn't connect to the hub from the app. So I sent a message to Samsung Tech Support, and I heard back from them, and they said, "Oh, as you you undoubtedly had seen in our many communications to you, we've end of life to the version of the Smart Things Hub that you have." Uh, <laughs> yeah, we recommend you purchase one of these new Smart Things Hubs that that are yes. very expensive. So. I got that ahead of me now. I've since I've invested in all the infrastructure, I'm kind of I'm kind of trapped in here. So right. I, I think the making... technical term is fucked. Yes. Yeah. It's, I think uh, that's we, right. To some especially with the the internet of things, I do feel that we were all punished for being relatively early adopters because I've had <laughs> this sort of thing happen to me many of time. Well, I I do have to give Amazon props for this. If you use an Alexa device, they do a remarkable job of connecting to just about everything and not requiring the um, the hubs and and whatnots that you need. So hmm. you could maybe make an attempt uh, just to buy a cheap and cheerful Amazon device and see if that'll do the job. Oh, really? Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Because I do – I have a uh, – I don't remember what the name of it is, but I have a spare well, – the one that has the video screen on it. Um, a show, like, yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to sit on your kitchen counter. I have one of those not plugged in. So you're saying that there's a possibility that that could connect to my smart things around the house? Yes, yes. Uh, the the app, the M, the Amazon Alexa app, is is horrible. It's uh, um, <laughs> so I have that to a, look it, forward to. <laughs> it's a it's a study in what not to do for user interface. But if you work okay. your way through that to use it to kind of connect to everything, uh, you can use the app to connect to things. If you're using the show, you can actually even um, pull up a touch screen to get all the controls for everything. And obviously you can use your voice as well. So I would recommend huh. giving that a go before investing in another hub that will be uh, end of life shortly. So yeah, I check, will. check I, the, I, hmm. check the stat, the specs on that one. Um, I know that like the, the lady in the tube, the tube tube version, uh, it took me till version three, I think until they integrated smart home, uh, right accessibility yeah, you okay. gotta so. have the smart home from amazon as part of it but if you do you should be golden mm-hmm. wait, wait 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 what is oh so smart home could be it may or may not be built into the individual device yeah you gotta yeah, look I'm at not sure it, how old your is. show is yeah but yeah i see right if okay. you've got a show seven and above you should be fine i think is where oh, they started is, to really integrate it is, so this is scintillating podcasting yeah, right yeah I, I know <laughs> exactly <laughs> thrilled <laughs> Uh, coming up next, we're going to go through my kernel panic logs and uh, try to figure out. Well, what... you know, one one way we could actually uh, try to spin this is you've just listened to basically every conversation we have with our friends and family. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> Christmas, true. grumpy old geeks. Welcome to Christmas. It's, yeah. It's, and how how nice to be on the other side of it for a change. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm glad I brought it up. Actually, that's great information. So thank you, Brian. That's that that you you may have just saved me several hundred dollars. I hope. <laughs> there you go. We'll see. <laughs> oh man. So uh, turns out on the Western Digital thing we talked about uh, last week with the My Book Live, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't uh, some kind of new hack i mean well it was a new hack it was an o-day that nobody had found before there were there were security holes in it already but this was a new security hole uh that right. they found yeah right yeah and yeah. if you're a western digital owner you've got some other things to worry about i i, I have a hard time following up with their product names uh, they're also benign and silly my book live and in this case it's my cloud os3 uh so these are uh, nas devices and uh Basically, they've uh, Krebs, as always, has published a report on another zero-day vulnerability that affects those products. So, 
basically, they've been uh, end of life as well because their their uh, tech support solution from Western Digital is well, you should just get the MyCloud OS five and forget about your threes. We patched <laughs> OS three with OS five. That's the right. patch. Right. <laughs> patch yeah. is a new product, right? Yes. So yeah. there you go. So, your so car if you've got is Western low Digital on fuel. You- <laughs> yeah, the solution is buy a new car. Exactly. <laughs> I got a flat, get a new car. That's how mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a hard drive. And this this should not be a thing. This is it's a no. hard drive. It really yeah, should it not be. It should a thing. run until it stops running and you should support it until people don't have them anymore. Well, I, this is how I they mean, get you. Under that, you know, theory, Windows XP would still be supported because <laughs> well, I mean, you know. You know. <laughs> One could argue. So the big news this week is there's been another massive hack. The largest supply chain cyber attack to date, as reported by Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal, it's IT management software giant Kaseya, which has fallen victim to a ransomware attack that compromised its VSA remote maintenance tool. The company initially claimed fewer than 40 of its customers were directly affected, but quickly found out that it's at least over 200 at this point and could be much higher because... There are eight affected cloud service providers potentially affecting many more firms. So, you know, it's uh, cyber attacks all the way down. Yep, yep. So this is a biggie, uh, potentially the biggest of the biggies, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, as you say, um, Kaseya got hit. And there's some, you know, folks in uh, in cybersecurity are nothing if not pedantic. And so... <laughs> There's been lots of um, arguing going on as to whether it was a zero, whether whether it was a supply chain attack, whether because they did make use of a zero day, so they didn't actually alter Kaseya's code. They made use of a zero day in their software, something that had been previously responsibly disclosed, uh, but Kaseya was in the process of fixing it, and they they don't know how the attackers learned of the zero day. Um, but um, at any rate, it's bad. And as you say, th- where it's really trickling down is the customers of their customers. So because Kaseya's yeah. customers are managed service providers, they have thousands of customers. And so it's hitting small businesses in particular because those are the folks who don't have on-site um, IT staff, and they rely on the MSPs to do that for them. Right. So uh, they can claim, a, you know, technically fewer than 40 of our customers were affected, but those customers had right. hundreds of customers who had hundreds of customers. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And to me, this is, I, I, to me, this is a supply chain attack because it's, it's coming to you from the people you get your stuff from. So right. that's your supply chain, right? <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, um, that, that that tracks for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the other interesting thing is that um, this is from the gang Are Evil, who's a Russian gang. They uh, they have an affiliate model, so we don't know who of their customers may be behind this. Um, but they have put out the call that they want. Well, originally they asked for seventy million dollars to decrypt everything. They were Mm -hmm. going to give away a master code that would decrypt everything. They've lowered the price to the low, low price of $50 million. Ooh, 4th of July sale. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you act now, you get two. (laughs) Right. So the speculation is either maybe they don't have the infrastructure to handle the payments of all those different – the thousands of people who are potentially hit by this – or maybe they want to reduce the surface area of their Bitcoin so that it's harder to track all the different payments from all the different places coming into a bunch of different Bitcoin addresses. There's right. speculation about all of that. Um, but I suspect it's going to be weeks before we really know the true extent of this. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's – it's a bad one. Um, I also saw uh, actually a couple minutes before we uh, started recording here, I saw that uh, in their latest uh, press briefing, the White House was responding um, by saying that um, there could th- that there will be appropriate response. That the, the okay. highest levels of the White House have been <laughs> informed of this, and if necessary, there will be appropriate response. Again, there's speculation that. Um, this coming just a couple of weeks after Biden and Putin got together, that this may be the Russians kind of thumbing their nose at us, which is possible, but it could also just be 
Russian uh, shenanigans. You know, Ru- yeah, yeah exactly. Ran- Russian ransomware folks being Russian ransomware folks, and and away they go. Right. Yeah. If the if the proper response doesn't include bullets, then it's not a proper response, <laughs> in my personal opinion. It's getting yeah. to the point where we need physical response to these virtual attacks. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the I mean, it's an interesting point and certainly lots of people talk about that. The the danger there is now you're you know, things could spin out of control in the physical world. I've heard folks say that you want to get these people's attention shut them down on the financial market. So go after the Russian oligarchs and freeze their funds. And so now they get mad at Putin for having their money taken away from them. And and that could get their attention and have them knock it off. But we'll see. Yeah, we do that on a couple different levels already, though. And it hasn't really helped a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did include a link here that we can put in the show notes. I thought um, the folks over at Malwarebytes had a particularly good explainer of exactly what's going on here. And and they include both the technical for folks who are into that, but it's also written in very approachable plain English. So if you really want to try to get a sense for what's going on here uh, step by step, they did a nice job of that. So include that link as well. Excellent. Cool. Very cool. Uh, finally, uh, something we covered today over on the CyberWire uh, that I thought might be – well, there's there's sort of a fun element to this. Um, Ars Technica had a story that <laughs> Google had kicked nine apps out of its Play Store um, and they were discovered by the folks over at Dr. Webb to be stealing Facebook credentials. Um, and I just thought the rundown of the app names was worth a, a chuckle. They are uh, Pip Photo, Processing Photo, Rubbish Cleaner, Inwell Fitness, Horoscope Daily, App Lock Keep, Lock It Master, Horoscope Pie, and App Lock Manager. <laughs> There's nice. a pattern there, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you put crapola on your device, get what's coming to you maybe is is the, uh, the ungenerous way to say it, but – these are all cheap little apps that yeah, don't do much. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're downloading Horoscope Daily, you get what you deserve. You get to have your <laughs> Facebook credentials stolen. That's yeah. Right. Sorry about that. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it's a good thing that Google is paying attention and expelling apps. Uh, I, for one, will stick with my sure I can't get porn on it Apple device. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Google also kicked the developers off the app stores as well. So it's not just the apps, it's the folks who's making them. But as, of course, these things go, though, they will be back under a different name probably by the time I finish this sentence. Yes, right. and were they fined? <laughs> Has there been any, like, is there litigation pending against these people or? No. No, exactly. No. This, no. Come on. That's adorable. That's an adorable idea. I know, yeah, I know. This is, this is exactly the same as FTC with broadband this week. Uh, the uh, end result is, hey, knock it off. Knock it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right. Well, I mean, it's it is a busy week. It's I mean, the the supply chain attack is a big deal. So we'll see how that plays out. It's sort of been dominating all the other stories. So, yeah, stay tuned on that one. All right, Dave. Well, thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we have Ted. Be like Ted. Join Ted. Ted's lonely over at Patreon. Over at PayPal, we've got (laughs) Matthew, John, Nicola, David, Chris, Judge, Melissa, Jonathan, Doug, Shalene, and Nikolai. Thank you very much. And over at our tip jar, where you can pay us directly, we've got John L., Florian G., Andre E., Glenn B., Brett R., and Linda M. So thank Thank you you all very much. And over at iTunes, we have a new, I'm assuming, five-star rating here from Axe Coach David. Says, great podcast. Do you enjoy the two old guys from the Muppets that sit up on the balcony and heckle the stage? Boy, do these guys have a show for you. They sit upon their podcast balcony, heckling the tech world with an unfiltered wit. My favorite is the security portion with Dave. Dave, an unapologetic furry. Actually, that just says fury. fury. <laughs> Dave which... is not Fury. Well, we have seen actually, Dave Furious actually, a couple. No, times. if you if you keep going, I think I think maybe Fury is the right word here. All right, brings industry insider knowledge on security going on in the digital world. Last week's remix of Dave, I'm very grumpy, had me laughing out loud in my car during my morning commute. Keep up the great work, guys, and stay grumpy. Yeah, that was a very Fury-driven <laughs> rant. 
<laughs> All right, everybody. Well, um, I do have two final shout outs. Happy birthday to my my roommate and great friend for 20 years. Uh, it is her birthday today. And uh, on July 11th, 71169, the fakest birthday in the world, friend of the show, Bob Fogarty. Yes, nice. it is his birthday. <laughs> yes, he was born on 71169, which is a curse and a blessing, but also quite awesome. Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit gog.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at gog.show slash 513. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to gog.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy and fury. Well, my name is Dave, and I'm here to say that there's something making me very grumpy today.